What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Beyond Ride podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined by Mike Montini, also known as Sup Mike Check. Having yet, but I thought to try it. Maybe you'll miss me when I am a ghost. I want to see the people who get sad the most. Can't make a lasting impression. So Mike is a solo hip hop artist from northern New Jersey, and he describes himself as a hip hop artist raised on the Warp Tour. So he's he's got the scene from back in the day. So he's very familiar with with a lot of the pop punk and punk rock and hard rock music. And now he has, has transitioned into making hip hop music. And with his project Sup Mike Check, he has been able to work with a lot of really cool musicians, been able to create a lot of cool stuff. And you're gonna hear a lot about kind of his journey that's gotten him to to this point. And it's really fun. He's a really cool guy. And it's really fun to to see you know his hard work paying off and, and hear about the the journey that he's taken and the the pla- the path that he's taken to get to this point. And so, um, but before we jump into the podcast, I always like to remind you guys to be sure to swing on over and give Mike a follow, a like, and show him some love. And then while you're at it, swing on over to the Beyond Rad podcast pages, and uh, I will be sure to give you a follow back. Anyway, without further ado. Let's just jump right on in. Thank you for for joining me on the podcast. So uh, first off, um, I always like to kind of start things out just by doing kind of a, a simple introduction. Maybe, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. And then obviously we'll jump in and talk quite a bit about about uh, your project and your music. Awesome. OK. Um, so I'm from New Jersey, kind of by the Jersey Shore, kind of by New York. Um. Basically, I make rap, hip hop, but I was raised on Warped Tour scene and rock music. So my favorite band's Blink-182 and old Blink, new Blink's pretty good too. <laughs> um, and I just try to bring like an alternative vibe to like rap. Like I don't really, I don't like Tupac. So I just, <laughs> it's a controversial like undead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I, um, uh... Hollywood That's Undead like, yeah. is is definitely a different version for sure. <laughs> yeah, I like that's kind of like how I describe it, I guess. I don't know. Nice, man. Yeah. So uh so let's talk a little bit just kind of uh, about obviously the the project here cuz um obviously the the newest song that you're promoting quite a bit right now features AJ Perdomo from the dangerous summer. So that's definitely on the, uh, you know, the alternative side of things in terms of, of the, the hip hop world. Right. So that's obviously not even hip hop at all. The dangerous summer, honestly, one of my favorite bands. So, um, so let's talk a little bit kind of first off about the new song and about kind of the, the project there with that. Yeah. So, um, so in the past, my songs were kind of like, just like rap and hip hop. And then the past, EP I did was kind of like EDM with like rap. So now like it's been two years since like, I guess an album. And I was listening to like a lot of Lil Peep and nothing nowhere. So then I was like, let's try something new. So I started using guitars for these beats, like guitars and trap beats. And then I just said, you know what? why don't I reach out to these rock bands that I like? So, um, the dangerous summer, I saw them live and they were like one of the first ones I saw during this project. And I like knew his voice. So it's kind of weird. Like these songs, I have choruses and then I'm like, who's going to sound the best on this. You can almost hear their voice on it. Yeah. So never be was like kind of like a raspy chorus. So I was like, AJ is going to kill this. Yeah, for sure. And he was so nice. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Cause he was just like, I saw him at emo night and he was like, yeah, man, like just send it. Let's try to do this. So then it's, it, you talk to so many artists and you don't know who's going to be nice and stuff. Yeah. And he was going to be like open to something that's not even in their genre. And yeah. He was like, he was like, so about it. So that's awesome. That was man. so nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So uh, that's that's funny because, uh, you know, they, there's always that that phrase of you know, never, never meet your idols. Right. Because because it could just ruin everything. Right. Yeah. But 
But I honestly, one of the coolest things I found with, with just kind of this, this scene of music is, is pretty much all of them. As long as, as long as you're a person who is like genuine as well, they're going to be genuine with you. And so that's cool, man. So you, you saw him live at, you said it was at emo night and you're just like, Hey bro, I've, I've got this track. You want to take a listen and see if, if you'd be willing to sing on, is that kind of how it went? Yeah, it was like, and like, so the biggest thing of being a musician is you meet like bands and you meet people along the way and they'll say like, I like what you're doing and just keep doing it or something like that. Yeah. And that's kind of a dead end. You know, when I was young, I thought that was like, like good, but it's not like really good. You know, <laughs> like it's just like their way of like, you know, just giving like a quick answer. But yeah, if they're going to like reach out and be friends and want to actually hear the song, that's huge. Yeah. And for like sure. the whole emailing thing and stuff like that. Sometimes like some artists were shying me off, but they said like, yeah, send it to my email. And, you know, you'd think like that's a good thing, but that's kind of like not always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It gets definite. lost in the shuffle for sure. Yeah. I talked to a lot of artists like through this album and uh, I just got the last demo back like a day ago. Yeah. So it's like, I have um, it's like 12 tracks and there's like five features. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's man. like super exciting. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you uh, wanting or willing to say who else are, you're working with? Yeah, definitely. I can <laughs> now. <laughs> so like, cause I had some pending and I was yeah. like, you know, um, so I have Matt Devine from Kill Hannah. Okay. Which is like the latest one. And I'm so excited about that song. Um, there's this like SoundCloud rapper slash sad artist, like similar to me named Lil Lotus. He's okay. pretty big in, uh, in that community. And then Nothing Nowhere was one of my influences. And yeah. his producer, JV, has a track with me on it. Oh, nice, and man. And then there's this band that uh, they're from MySpace era, and it was Flight 409. Oh, dude, that band! Yeah. I love, I love Flight 409. They, uh, so, yeah, dude, they're so the great. Fingers on one. Yeah. Wow, that's it rad. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I was like, if these are some deep cut artists. So yeah, dude. Like, I remember way on. back, way back when, like, um, I don't even remember what the name of the album was, but they had their cover of uh, "Don't Stop Believing." And it was yep. like my favorite cover of that song of all time. And the rest of that album <laughs> yeah. was just like phenomenal. I loved, yeah. I loved that album. It was We Don't Dance. Yeah, that's what it is. It yeah. All the time. So, yeah great. I have, so I just reached out to him too. And like, he was so nice. Like these, these guys who are on it are just like nice people. Yeah. And there was um like, just to mention like some artists who were just like busy or like nice. It was like, um, the singer of Boys Like Girls, Martin Johnson, like I messaged him and like, he's not on anything, but he was just so professional and like nice to me. Yeah. You know, cause he's obviously working on night games, his, his yeah. new project, which is yeah. like, I mean, he's on Interscope records. That guy's busy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's got his own like recording studio thing too. So yeah, I shot for the stars with that one. No, that's you know? awesome. That he like. Honestly, dude, that's, that's what you got to do because that's why, that's why it's crazy to me because like there's these smaller bands that just like won't even respond. And then I'm like, if Martin has the time to answer me and hear the songs, then, you know, everybody, not everybody, but you know, it's just, it's just who the person is. Yeah. Like Kellen Quinn from sleeping with sirens is really nice to me too. That's awesome. And like his band's huge. So I'm yeah. like when he like I don't know responds even blink has responded on Twitter and stuff and I'm like that's my big that's my those are my idols you know yeah that's cool man so yeah. uh so kind of like as you I, I guess this is uh this is kind of a, a bigger one obviously as you're writing the songs it sounded like you you had people in mind when you had like when you kind of finished the the demo process of a song you're like okay this this chorus, it needs this kind of voice. Is that kind of like, do you have specific people in mind and, and you just reached out to them for specific songs or was it kind of just like a shot in the dark? Hey, I want you on one of my songs and I'll, I'll figure out a way to make it happen. 
Yeah, it's more of the, like, I'll have the demo, and then, I mean, I love singing, recording, and stuff, but I feel like for some of the choruses, like, you know, I, I guess it's just how some people are. They don't like their singing voice or something. So yeah. I was like, I was like, I listened to it and you, I was literally able to find like, you know, think like in my library, who is the best voice for this? And I'll have like five of them and kind of just go down the list. But like, yeah, I liked uh Swayze growing up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, and like, that's some throwback. <laughs> I want to try and reach out to him, but I didn't have like, the right song yet yeah so it's like so i couldn't force anything it was almost everything was natural i yeah. wouldn't have somebody singing something that they don't go well on and it's like yeah, shots sure. in the dark sometimes because i'm like trying to convince a rock star that he should do some rap thing you know yeah. <laughs> but they do it sometimes yeah genres are like dead now yeah honestly that's one of the coolest things man like the fact that that you know obviously blink 182 being your favorite you know having lil wayne on their touring with lil wayne you know like that's that's weird but it's like no nah, it's just how music is now and nothing nowhere being on hopeless records and like there's this, there's these just constant um like blending of genres and obviously you know um there are quite a few kind of you know even like hotel books um the you know just genre wise it's 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 not hip hop it's not uh, you know, it, it is hip hop, but it is emo and it also is alternative and it's, there's so many different things. And so honestly, that's one of the coolest things to me is that the, the genres have, have kind of become, I guess, blurred is a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of festivals like that too. Yeah. I remember like, I think it was bamboozle years ago in Jersey and Wiz Khalifa was playing and like, everyone loves was Khalifa. You yeah. couldn't like, not like black and yellow, you know, that yeah. was when I was hot. And like, I see stars played that day and he was like wearing a Wiz Khalifa hoodie. Yeah. And it's just like, when I do shows with bands and stuff, like I've done shows with like a heavy band and then like the fans like me, you know, they're like, if you're, if you're kind, respectful and stuff, they're going to have an open ear sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, it's, it's, it's just the matter of like people nowadays. I mean, I talk about this a lot, but like with, with Spotify, with SoundCloud, with Apple music, like people can listen to whatever they want and not have to make a choice between, okay, well, I prefer pop punk or, or alternative. Um, now they don't have to choose whether they choose an alternative song or a hip hop song. They can do both as opposed to you know, I only have enough money for one CD, you know, and now, now they have to oh, make yeah. that choice. It's, it's not that way anymore. Yeah. And it's weird because like, I don't, I was just, I tell this to my friends all the time because they kind of don't like know music and stuff. And I was saying like how, um, curiosity plays generate money for people now. So before, That's true. if you're like, I don't like Nickelback then it's like, okay, you don't like Nickelback, but now if it's like me with my friends and we're putting on Nickelback as a joke, you just paid the artist. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> back when you would go to Walmart and buy a CD. It's like these artists, like the cash me outside girl, she went, <laughs> she went huge and it's just curiosity plays or, you know, or even just trolls, ironic. Yeah. I mean like even like, uh, what's that uh, Rebecca black Friday, like people play it ironically, but she made money off of that. If she, and if she was around, like if that popped during Spotify, she would like not have to work a day in her life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, man. It's it's interesting the just the the shift. And honestly, kind of kind of um, you know, making a nice little segue with the shift is is you growing up on the pop punk, obviously the uh, the warp tour scene, right? Like warp tour is is like the music that that was just like it was my jam all that all through like high school, even now I'm still like, that's my music. That's what I listen to. I'm still always like itching for a new simple plan song. And I'm, I'm stoked to go see newfound glory in a few weeks and, and things like that. Right. So, um, so like how did it transition from you being uh, in that scene and transitioning into the hip hop scene? Yeah. So that, that's a great question because the answer comes down to, 
how I was trying to start bands when I was young and stuff like that. When I say young, I mean like 14. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so it's hard to be in a band because you need four guys who are on the same schedule. And in reality, you know, you might start to get a job when you're like 16 at like a grocery store or whatever. So it gets really hard to put these guys in one room. So yeah. I just was like the most motivated, I guess. So I had all the stuff at my house and I was just like, okay, if I go solo and, you know, do some rap, it's like, it was so much easier Yeah, not to like bash rap, but it was like something you can actually do solo, you know? Yeah. And they have this solo acoustic artist, and I could play instruments too. I could play guitar, bass, drums, but it was like, that's just what it came to. And like I said, I was listening to Swayze, Hollywood Undead, and like, who else is like, like broken side uh, it was like you know the the rap of the alternative scene yeah i couldn't like i don't know i didn't listen to like fat joe they're like <laughs> <laughs> like on purpose you know yeah like the school dances but, but i wasn't <laughs> i didn't listen to like ludicrous and stuff like that like yeah you know who they are and if i ever met them i'd be like you know excited and stuff but i just i didn't but I had to learn to like, I don't know, like appreciate all artists. And I remember, cause you used to kind of get jealous in a sense. The worst thing about the like local scene is everyone gets jealous of one another instead of supporting them. So like, See, that's strange. Nothing to me. popped off until I was able to like throw that out the window. Yeah. Like I remember at a warp tour, I saw T mills and that was like, really the big changing point of when I went to rap because T Mills was a warp tour rapper. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, I want to do that. And the girls I was with at warp tour were like obsessing over him. And I was just like, he's not that great. Like, stop looking at him. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like why am I not liking him? You know yeah. what I mean? So that was like huge. You have to, once you can drop that like local ego, then things are crazy. Yeah. And it's funny, like um, the fact that, that it doesn't matter um, like in the grand scheme, like the world we live in now is international, right? Like you could, you could pop off and have zero people in your local area like you yet still be like famous. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's a very different scene now. And so, I mean, obviously um, at what year was it like, were you like starting to produce music and starting to like to create and, and trying to create that presence with your hip hop music? I think in like my senior year, it was like after senior year, you kind of like separate from the school. So yeah. I think like, cause obviously I was getting bullied for the music, like whether it came from jealousy or whatever, like you get bullied. And then after high school, it's like, a different game like i don't know like because i i want people who hear this who are like that age to realize like you know if you're getting bullied in high school after high school you don't even see those people anymore so yeah. it was like so it was like they were you know kind of like bullying me or whatever but college year like i was still doing it and then you know the hate kind of like disappeared then yeah because people kind of like will mature and they'll just be like yo like i thought it was all a joke at first but like i see what you're doing now and i support it i don't know yeah it's just how it's been for me yeah you know? well it's that so shift it, it goes from it goes from kids in high school who i don't quite understand like i feel like they're all just kind of you know um sadists in a way you know trying to trying to hurt other people trying to to make them all like you know trying to bring everyone down i don't know what it is about high school but there's there tends to be a lot of that but then once you get out of that and you kind of like start to see the world you realize oh no like this other person can be great at what they do and i can be great at what i do and it doesn't make me any less that they're better at something than me you know what i mean and it's and it starts to like everyone can start to like breathe easy and realize, oh, no, life is life is great. We're all you know, we're all on the same team. And, and you know, the aspect of of just trying to, to succeed, you know? Yeah. And I was like, so like nowadays, um, you know, 
I don't, I mean, people always, I don't know, like young fans say like, ignore your haters. And it's like, I don't have like haters. Like what I have is, you know, the things that make me upset is like, um, I guess people who aren't interested. Yeah. So it's like when you're posting on Facebook or like, I don't know, Instagram or something. And like, you're not getting traction. That stuff freaks me out. Like, <laughs> like, um, and I don't mean from new people. I mean, like, you know, your close, close friends or your friends or former coworkers, like today's day and age, you see that they view your stuff and it's like, they can view everything and never like a post or never support you. And those are the things that draw me like kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm kind of crazy with that. Like, Oh, cause then they're the first one to ask for stuff or I don't know. It's like the ghost following, so to say. And yeah. it's not so like, it's not people saying, you know, these songs are bad or whatever. It's just people who see the post 10 times and never click it. And it's like, that's the stuff that I guess hurts that hurts sometimes. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, how do you deal with that? Like, cause obviously that that's going to be a thing, right? Like that's, that's a major major thing when it comes to creating a creation of anything is right. Is like, is people who when prodded, they'll give you feedback, but unless, unless you force it, they're not going to, you know, really do anything. So kind of what, what are you doing to, to maintain focus and like, and realize that, that everything is still good, whether you get that response or not. Yeah. Like I just, um, I just try to look at the numbers game of like, if you have 20 people saying nice things and you might get one person who says something either mean or something. So I, I really, once you take the time, cause a lot of people don't thank nice comments. So once you take the time to thank all your nice comments or support, you don't even have enough time in the day to like think about those who said something negative or something like that. It's like, so I just try to focus everything on those who are positive or those who are nice. And I'm so grateful and lucky enough to have a good enough handful to like keep me balanced. Yeah. So I think if somebody doesn't have that, it's really tough, but you're going to have to try and find it like within yourself and in a way, which yeah. is hard. It's hard. It's it easy hard. to say, but it's hard to, it's hard to do, but like, even if you get one, like one, like you should be like that, that could be enough to make you feel like I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. And it's tough because a lot of people aren't running businesses and, and don't see that side of things. So until they kind of see it for themselves, they don't like understand. So until they start selling something like, I don't know. Imagine if you sold Girl Scout cookies and you didn't sell any, you're not going to be excited. You're going to be upset. So it's like, if you don't ever do something in that field, it's like, I don't know. It's just hard to get those people to understand why you're a crazy person. <laughs> well, no, that's, it's, it's important though. Cause like there are going to be a lot of people, uh, who, who give up prematurely, right? They, they quit earlier than they should. They, uh, maybe can't see beyond this, this like, um, kind of there, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a head, right? Like you can walk through, you can go over, you can go around. But the fact is, is it's like, it it seems like it's impossible when you're staring it in the face, right. To, to just continue going on. And so for, for you with like, when you started like making your music and stuff and you start, um, putting out stuff that you're really proud of, um, you know, what, what propelled you to get to, to where you are now? I think that is, there's something that I had inside of me that just like, I had like an album that was like, you know, a self-recorded one that was called you are who you think you are. And it was just because I was running off of, and I still, to this day, I just know who I am. And like, I know that I'm up to par with, these other artists and stuff like that. Like, so I just, it's, I wish everybody had that mentality, but because I have it, it's like, you know, if somebody says you're not good or something, I'm just like, yes, I am. <laughs> and, yeah. and I have 
you know, my confidence issues in other departments or something like I might not like my hair or something like that, but never with my music or, you know, that could anybody tell me other, other than that. So like, I mean, that's what balances me as a person to not be so cocky because, you know, like, I don't like the way I look sometimes, but you can't tell me I can't play this guitar. Yeah. So I was like that. And like, um, so it's really important to be your biggest fan first off. Yeah. You have to be your biggest fan before anybody can. Yeah, for sure. That's just how it is. But I also say like, um, you know, I went to, I went to boxing like once, like one time. So I was, let's just say I was a musician who is an amateur boxer or just started boxing. And it's like, you don't have to be like the best boxer in the world. Like if you think that you're a boxer and you're boxing sometimes, then that's what you are. And that's like, like everybody's on a different spectrum, a different scale. But if I wanted to be a boxer and I started today, then I could go around telling people, yeah, like, I do boxing sometimes, you know what I mean? So like when people start stuff, you don't have to be the best there is. So I'm like, I'm a musician. And sometimes people would be like, well, do you make a living doing it? And it's like, it doesn't matter. There's literally music that's coming from me. Yeah, exactly. So, So that's huge for people starting things. Like don't let people like tell you you're not what you are. Yeah, for sure. It's just a, it's just in your brain. You know, you are who you think you are. That's true. And like, um, I guess like as you, as you start, you started creating music, you, you, uh, you know, you've continued writing it. You start to, um, you know, to kind of deal with this, this kind of identity, like maybe not necessarily an identity crisis, but it is kind of like a, you need to, you need to kind of get yourself propelled forward and, and get to that point of realization that says, you can't tell me I can't. And, and if you did tell me that it doesn't affect me because I know I can, and I know who I am, I know what I can do. Um, so like how, how, like, how does that impact like your, your musical creation process that, that kind of, um, dealing with that, the, obviously the kind of feedback as well as the, um, dealing with the, the emotion of it all. And like the, um, I guess the, the battle of it all, how does that impact like your, your writing process? Um, so it it comes a little bit, but, um, so that's like, it just keeps me like, I'm going to prove these people wrong and I'm going to still do it. So, but one thing, like, I guess I've done like now is like, cause these songs, this, this album just got finished kind of like a day ago with the demos and stuff. And the album's going to be called, you never really cared. And, uh, it's all sad. All this stuff is sad, but that's just how I was feeling at the time. Still yeah. kind of feel it was, um, so the lyrics are very genuine. And so I stayed true to myself with this. And, uh, it's mostly about like some terrible breakup I had, like terrible, terrible. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm writing how I feel. I'm not gonna, that's kind of like how never became. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'm writing how I feel. I'm not going to write like, a pop song or something for someone else. So like all the tracks are sad kind of, but, yeah. but it's like, that's how I am. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want to fake it. There was an older song I had called like, ain't that bad. And it was like a happy, like uplifting song. And I wrote it to try and make a happy uplifting song. But to me, like I hear that and it's just not me. Yeah. I was trying to like, you know, be something I wasn't. So that's why, like, I really like my like new album because it's just real. Yeah. And that's gonna, you know, that's gonna, I really think people who hear it are going to be like, I relate to this. Wow. That's, that's good though. I think that's important. And like, um, I guess like, um, with, with like the, the new album, um, I, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know obviously, you know, the, uh, the never be single that you, um, that you released and, and, uh, so what's kind of like the, the plan with the album, when is it dropping when like, obviously you just barely got the demos. So there's there's quite a, there's, there's quite a big gap between like the, 
the demoing, the the mastering, the the producing, all of that. So, like, what's kind of the plan with the uh, with the new stuff? Yeah, so I had like all of my parts recorded for a while, and I was just waiting on my features. So this album, like, it's kind of it's kind of been dragged out for a while, but my fans they they haven't mind like minded that I've taken a while on it. I want like visuals for like videos and stuff like that. So I have some people working on like trailers for it, but this is like, I'm just like excited that it's finally like going to come to life soon. And then like, I haven't promoted it because like I might drop the track list this week and it's like, I wanted to do that so bad, but yeah, I needed everything. I wanted it in my hand. Cause I've been, I've never been a person that says like, I'm going to have a song with kill Hannah. Cause then if he doesn't do it, then I look like a fool. So, <laughs> That's true. So I really just not like I've been keeping everything such a secret because it wasn't ready. So now that's ready. I'm like, everything's going to finally start to come out. So I wanted it by summer because I like summer albums, but I don't, I don't know. I, I just, however long it takes to do stuff from here on out. Yeah. You know, um, never be, I just released cause I was so tired of waiting <laughs> the song. Um, we did this music video for it at a carnival and that carnival was this weekend. So never be was filmed like a year ago. That's yeah. crazy to it's me. A long time. But I was just waiting for my features and I didn't want to like, you know, give up on that. Yeah, for I sure. I was like, I'm going to wait. And if they didn't do it, then I would have to email someone else who would take like, two weeks or something just to get back to me. So, yeah. but that's crazy. Cause now that I look at the track list, I'm like, we have like five artists on this thing. Like it's gotta, it's gotta get into a lot of people's hands or so. Yeah. So uh, I guess for, uh, for you, um, I'm assuming that, I mean, that's, that's a long time to have, have a track sitting. Obviously it's, it's kind of convenient timing with, uh, you know, with the dangerous summer releasing, you know, their new oh, album yeah. soon. And, and so that's obviously, that's always convenient, you know, being able to, to have that kind of work conveniently for you. Um, but, uh, but obviously as, as you're working through how, what's kind of your, your post, your post-production process here. So like, obviously there's, um, you know, now there's going to be a lot of the mastering and, and, you know, the, a lot of the de- de- detail work. Do you do that all by yourself or do you work with yeah, like a production yeah. team or? I do it all by myself and I was going to start like tonight pretty much because this, the album's kind of a concept album and I love concept albums more than anything. So like, um, midway through there's like an interlude and at the end there's like an interlude. So I don't think I'm going to flip flop more tracks, but you want to make sure it all kind of like rolls into one another. So like, um, like the first interlude comes in at track four. And it's crazy. Like the biggest thing here is I just, you know, people are so, you know, they, they, sometimes people don't want to try new things. And it's just like the reviews for never be, are just like, if you actually sit and listen to the song, you're going to be like, wait, this is like pretty crazy. Like I can relate to this song and who's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who's he like? And I'm just like, so this album, what I want to come from it is, I mean, obviously I want to get like, you know, I don't, I don't want to like blow up and be Bieber famous, but I want to be able to get like to where I want to be. You know, I need to get like some recognition on this thing. And if I don't, I'm still going to be doing what I'm doing and get like more people to do songs with that make me feel good because like I listen and I'm like, I love the dangerous summer. They were my number one Spotify band. I'm like, yeah, there's weird chart things that pop up once in a while. And I was like, I have a song with them. What am I being upset about sometimes, you know, and nothing, nowhere is producers doing a song with me. I'm like, that's like my influence. What am I like being upset about? So something's going to give soon. And I just, I believe that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think you kind of have to, right? Like, you oh, have yeah. to have the the fact is you can't convince someone to believe you if you don't believe yourself. Right. I mean, like it's, it's, it's not possible to uh, like, you know, I, I, I do sales for work, which isn't the best thing for me. I, I, I just, it drains me. But, uh, but in terms of like selling something, I can't, 
I can't sell something if I'm not convinced of it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and so it's like the same thing with, and it's, it's probably even more so with, with yourself, with your own music. It's like, you have to be convinced that what you're creating is great before you can convince someone else that, that it's worth their time. You know what I mean? And like yes. in this world where attention span is just like nothing and, and options are just more plentiful than ever before. It's, it's tough, but it's, I mean, you know, if you've convinced yourself of it, then it's going to, it's going to pan out. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And so I'm just kind of curious um, with uh, kind of Blink-182 being your favorite band, being raised on, on Warp Tour, what, uh, like, um, how, how is it that you, you're able to um, kind of mesh those two worlds and, and I guess create an authentic sound for yourself? Because it's like, um, obviously, you know, hip hop came conveniently being able to, to produce the music on your own and, and, you know, not have to worry about meshing schedules and stuff. But as you were writing, did it kind of feel, did it feel natural automatically? Just like, Oh yeah, hip hop music is, is something that I can, that I I'm on board with too. Or is it, was it like kind of a weird transition from being an alternative and pop punk fan to being a, uh, a hip hop creator? Yeah. It, well, it was weird. Cause you have to convince people that you're serious at first. Um, cause I, there's just people out there who make joke rap songs, people freestyle. And then like, so I just wasn't doing that. So then like, even now with never be, I hadn't released a song for two years. So these people who are like, might've thought I was a joke. If you're a joke, you're going to be putting out more material. But since yeah. I worked so hard on it, they were like, you know, I want to hear something. And I'm like, well, I'm not like in the studio right now. And they're like, Oh, Oh, well, okay. You know, so they took it serious. And then, um, little peep and, uh, I guess nothing nowhere. They kind of bridged the gap and it was like, cause I have on the SoundCloud somewhere, I tried to do Adam's song by blink, like a yeah. rap cover of it, uh -huh. of it. So like that happened and then it just kind of comes like naturally, like instead of using, um, like a drummer, like a rock drummer, I would just start off with like a trap beat and grab my guitar and like start playing like angels and airwaves type riffs. And that's like how I've just been doing it. It's like, and then it builds. Like I love building the instrumentals and stuff like that. Um, sometimes I go in, I always, that's the type of person I am. I do instrumentals first. Yeah. A lot of people like, you know, explain their process. Oh, I do the instrumental part first and then I'll ride around in my car listening to that and then yeah. like i'll try to get like a weird chorus or something and like i said this new album is all kind of sad so like <laughs> um the one with flight 409 is called so long and um that to me it's like a play on words so um the chorus is saying like you led me on for so long and then i was like i also use so long because that's like a phrase people say when they say goodbye yeah they say so long so I was like, wow, that's kind of like, not like the most artistic thing in the world, but it has like a double meaning and it's just, yeah, it was, it was like a long distance relationship type thing. Yeah. For like five years that just kind of crashed. So that's like, um, the last track on the album, the outro of you never really cared. I recorded in like a hotel in California. Yes. Yeah. I was, um, it was like the right like the moment after that whole thing ended, I was like, I had like my computer and my mic and I was like recording the voiceover and I did it just so naturally, like as things were happening. Yeah. So like I didn't even want to delete it and redo it. You know yeah. what I mean? I needed it to be almost like live of how I was feeling at the moment. So <laughs> that's cool know. though. See, that, that process is, I think is obviously going to be unique to, to each individual and kind of how, how it's going to play out is, is unique to each situation. Cause you know, on that song, it may be different than another song, but it, it's going to be, um, I, I like the fact that, you you know, he kept it very genuine and very real. And I think there's a, it's, it can potentially be more difficult to keep it genuine and real 
the more times you perform it because you know it kind of it maybe maybe kind of becomes like disconnected have you have you kind of found that with like as you perform a lot of these songs that have had like a lot of meaning does it does it hit hard every single time you perform it or does it kind of um are there times where you feel it more and times that you feel it less yeah but um so like honestly so like i'm going through a lot of the same stuff right now yeah then when i heard never be it was kind of crazy because i mean that song messes me up the most out of anyone because you know it came from me but yeah when um when i hear the chorus which is like never be good enough for you i wrote it about um that girl but then like i was listening to it and like you know, going through some stuff at home. And I was like, this is about like my relationship with my mom. And then I was like, this is about my boss at work. Why does, why am I (laughs) for him? You know? So I was like, so like, that's just, you'll find even so long, like you led me on for so long. It's like, that's going to happen again. It's inevitable. Maybe you won't, maybe I'll get like married or something. (laughs) But, (laughs) But like when it happens again, that's what's going to be there for me. And yeah. I don't, I don't, well, I still connected to that girl cause she was the last one, but, um, I don't want to connect the sad songs, but there's <laughs> yeah. like, there's like, um, one of the last tracks is called letting you go. And it's just like, it's not happy, but it's more like a, a release of like whatever. Yeah. So it's like, and then now I'm like thinking of the new album, like the next thing after that. And I'm like, what are we going to do now? So, yeah. But, um, I might start making up instrumentals for it, but it's like, I don't know what the theme will be, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm still kind of, <laughs> I'm still kind of feeling this. Yeah. And that's, so. that's something that I always find kind of, uh, I feel like it would be probably pretty difficult as a musician is you're always kind of, you're all in the musician, like you're always playing old material basically. Right. Cause a oh, lot yeah. of the, the, the fans only know the stuff you already have recorded and you already know where you're planning on going next. And so I, I always feel like there's, there's probably a, a disconnect there between, you know, the band and what they, you know, um, where they're at, what they're performing and where they're going. I feel like there may be a disconnect there. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's always something that, that, I'm I'm curious about, especially for bands who've created a lot of a lot of music over a long period of time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, now it's kind of weird because like, Senses Fail is doing a tour where they're doing From Depths to Dreams, the yeah. EP, and I'm like, that's really cool. But yeah, I guess for him, secretly, like, you know, he's like. I wrote these songs about, I don't know, like <laughs> old senses feels about like killing his girlfriend. And stuff. Yeah. There's some, there's <laughs> like, some dark stuff with their old music. Some, yeah. And I know that he's like a really nice person about it. Cause he's like, I don't like the old stuff. Like lyrically, some yeah. of the stuff was a little out there, but it's like, I don't know for my live shows and I'm not like crazy big, but I would, I wouldn't hit him with like, I would always be for the people at the shows. Yeah. Um, because like that's the type of like fan that I am. So like some 41 are a good example because I look up their set list right now and I'm like, dude, they're playing the hits, you know, yeah. they have a new album dropping in like two months, but you know, they just play the lead single and yeah. they're still playing hits. Yeah. And I mean, I, that's the stuff that I people, that stuff. yeah, that's the stuff that people kind of expect, right? Like I, uh, even seeing, um, you know, William Ryan key, uh, former lead singer of yellow card, you know, he, he goes in, he performs his new EP, performs his new music. And then he plays a, you know, he plays ocean Avenue and the, the room erupts, right. It's like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of how, how it is. And I, I don't think it's, um, something that they can escape from necessarily, you know, as a musician, like when you have a song that, that hits people hard and, and people really feel what you're producing, you can't really escape. You can't escape the, you know, um, I guess the nostalgia factor of people wanting to hear it regardless of how long it's been. Right. Yeah. He's a great example with that because I saw him at the emo night and stuff. And that's kind of like how, um, I guess how Tom is with blink. It's, but like, I want Tom from blink to know, like, I mean, he kind of realizes it now that, you know, all the small things without that song, you know, he wouldn't have millions of dollars to, yeah. 
to do what he's doing now. Yeah. And like, he kind of realizes it now, but it's like some, some artists just kind of like they take, I don't want to say to take it for granted, but they kind of do. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you have to play the hits. That's just how it is. <laughs> like, and I, I mean, I can, I can imagine it being pretty difficult too. Cause like, to me, like if I, I mean, with, especially with like a blink One Eighty Two as an example, you know, like, they were so young when they wrote all that stuff. Oh, it's been, yeah. you know, it's been 20 years and it's like, that would be kind of hard to live, to be there still again. You know what I mean? Cause like the, the evolution of a human being and the evolution of music and like the, this just like their maturity level and their, their life experience level. Right. Like they've, they've all, they're all married and have kids and it's a very <laughs> different, very different approach to a song than, than when you're, you know, single and just like touring yeah. the world, it's a very different world. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, yeah, that's so true. And it's like, I saw, um, Metro station on there, I guess, 10 year tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mason from Metro station, he was one of the first people who was like super, super nice to me. Like he yeah. was, he was bringing me to concerts. Like he gave me like a ticket to warp tour one year. Oh, that's like, awesome. Guest listed me for warp tour. Not this one. That's like $250, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so like he was on the tour and they were singing 17 forever. And like, I don't know, we're like almost 30 and stuff. And he's like 30 and it's just, <laughs> how, how is he bopping on stage right now saying like 17 forever, but he has to do it. And yeah, hopefully people like understand, like, you know, Oh, but that's why this is another thing. I will never put an age in a song. <laughs> like, like I can't do it. And I don't want to hear it like 10 years. Like, like, yeah. Like, uh, what's my age again? Nobody likes you when you're 23. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, when you turn 23, you're so excited. You're like, Hey, no one likes me on 23. And then it's like, uh, <laughs> and like 10 years later, it's again? like, yep, that's still the, the, I mean, granted though, they can always change it right to, to match their age that they're at then, but <laughs> you should do it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but it, it's true. I mean, a lot of times it's, it's just, uh, it's just funny to me that, you know, I think the longevity of a lot of bands is a lot longer than, than it used to be potentially. So it's changed the, the mentalities, you know what I mean? And so I, I feel like it would be difficult though. Like even, even bands like, you know, just really like real big fish, like those guys, ska music. I love ska music and I love real big fish. And it's like, I'm assuming those guys, they, uh, they're pretty, you know, just they're playing all their music and stuff, but it's like, it's just funny that that they can play the exact same song for 15 20 years and yeah. have it still be, you know, sell out and it's just like still <laughs> their song and it's cool. I love it. it, is, it but is I, cool. I I just try and put my mind, like put myself in their shoes and wonder, "Oh man, can I could I be able to play my own song for 25 years and <laughs> and still be happy?" You know what I mean? That's <laughs> like it's just I don't know like I see them at Warped Tour because they're always there dude they're so much fun I just know like you know if I have a couple adult beverages and I hear sell out I'll lose my shit yeah I mean those the the fact is like like I could listen to their music for 20 you know for the 20 years and enjoy it but I feel like it's different when you're playing it every single night and like having all the memories involved with it so like I worked at a grocery store though, scanning bananas for hours beyond hours. And you just kind of don't really realize it anymore. You're just like, I don't know. You, your brain just kind of tunes it out. <laughs> like this, this is my job. So to yeah. say, um, and I worked at a cracker barrel and they, um, <laughs> they'd be like, we're selling this CD play. it," And I'm like, uh, I have an eight hour shift and they're like, play it eight times. And I'm <laughs> so like, I heard the same country music for like a week straight. Yeah. And it was just like, every time I just, eventually I was just like, this is my life. And <laughs> you know, if it's a good song, then you're not going to mind it as much. I guess they're only doing it once a night. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just funny though. Like, you know, when, when you say you're able to kind of, you know, you're able to, uh, to separate from it. It's so funny. Cause like for me, my wife, she's always like, Oh, I can tune out the kids when they cry. And I'm like, I, I can't, I just, I cannot <laughs> tune out the crying. I just can't do it. I love my sons. And, and it like, 
I want to help them out, but I cannot tune out the crying because sometimes you got to just let them cry because they're crying about nothing. And it's like, I, I, it, go, it drives me insane. And so it's funny, you know, just this for me as a person, I can, I can, I can understand what people are saying, but I can't actually do the tuning out of, of things. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's funny though, man. But, uh, real quick, as I, as I end, I always like to, to kind of end on, on just, uh, some random questions that are kind of just out there, just kind of awesome. f- fun ones. So first one, what is your favorite non-musical hobby? Um, going to restaurants, trying new food, and I like shooting basketballs. Okay. What restaurant did you try most recently that you were pumped about? Um, I was at Burger King today. <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty pumped about that. Nice, dude. Well, uh, well, Epic Rap ba- Battles of History dropped a uh, McDonald's versus Burger King. So I would that- go McDonald's in that situation, though. Well, and then McDonald's Wendy's comes in halfway through and just roasts <laughs> oh, them both, and it was oh, great. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so uh, what is um, the uh, the music that you're that you're jamming aside from your own that you're jamming most right now? Like your your most uh, what is the the word I'm looking for? The heavy rotation of music that you're listening to right now. Uh, the Dangerous Summer and the Used Senses Fail and Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> nice, dude. A- Angels and Airwaves going on tour soon, man. Yeah, that's, that's why. I yeah, just, like I was like, okay, they just I gotta remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what? Last one here. What is your favorite concert you've been to? Um. Probably the first one I ever went to, which was like Warped Tour 2008. And I saw the first bands back to back where the Academy is and Gym Class Heroes. And oh, nice. Like little like skinny William Beckett just came out and started singing like um, Attention, Attention or something. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I haven't listened to the Academy is in forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally going to go back and listen to them. It's <laughs> it's literally like like when you mentioned Metro Station, I was like, man, I haven't thought about Metro Station in a while. And now yeah. Academy is I'm like, wait a minute. I I'm used to listen you, to them I was there. a lot. It's the weirdest. I'm not just like some weird rapper. Like I was there. I yeah, lived dude. the whole myspace days yeah dude like the academy is cute is what we aim for dude that was they're great yeah, yeah. say anything shirts, but say anything but has new music still so they're still making yeah. music so <laughs> oh yeah dude that's awesome man well uh congrats on on you know obviously kind of getting everything ready and, and you're obviously when you announce the the date we'll be able to uh you know keep people posted but uh congrats on getting everything kind of organized now where you can finally start releasing the the album you've been working on and uh and thank you so much for your time dude i appreciate it thank you so much i'm so grateful i really am